now listening to Car Radio, brought to you by Walkers TV from YouTube. Yo, what's happening, people? Welcome to a whole new edition of Car Radio, P to the O to the D to the C to the A to the S to the T podcast. And on the show today, we have Charlie B, the photography for his second, well, appearance, because I guess you guys loved him so much, we decided to invite him for another, yeah, for another show. And we are going to be talking about all things BMWs. We're talking the new 4 Series and, of course, Spy Shots and the new M4. And uh, BMW's new, uh, oh, should I say BMW's new design direction. <laughs> and what we think about it. Oh, my God. So let's get on with it, people. Charlie, <laughs> what do you think of the new BMW 4 Series? Oh, boy. I, I am ready. I... I really don't mean to hurt anyone's feelings if I do. Oh man, you just want to get that one out there right now, just so you know it's like it's like a disclaimer right there, right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah? yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. all right. Okay, cool. Let's try not to make people cry today, okay? I'm, I should put the compulsory. These are my views; they do not reflect <laughs> that of my employer. <laughs> okay, cool. Look, Charlie, let's start with BMW because I recently um, they released a new car, the BMW. Uh, how can I say? Series 4? 4 Series. <laughs> what did I just say? Oh, man. Yeah, I, I mean the, the, the new 4 Series. I haven't had my, my morning coffee yet. Actually, I haven't had coffee for years. <laughs> Maybe I should start drinking coffee. Oh, jeez. Woo! Right, so moving on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That, that, that's the world's shortest podcast ever. Uh, well, I look, just... Okay. I watched the launch of that car, obviously online because of COVID. And to mm -hmm. say that car divided opinion is an understatement because, uh, man. I um, have not seen a divided opinion. <laughs> it's a landslide. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. So well, what we're talking about here is the way the new BMW 4 Series looks and also the direction that BMW is taking with the designing of, of, of the new cars is... I don't want to use the word ugly, okay? Because that it sounds quite sad, okay? But it's just it's, not easy on the eye, is it, Charlie? Not... No, it's not. Um, I was trying to think of a defense. I can't. Um, it's the thing is, it's not that it's necessarily ugly. It's that they've been they've gotten carried away by their kind of predominant feature, as it were. Hmm. Right. So. A very iconic part of what makes BMW a BMW is the kidney grills in the front. Now, I have heard a very good defense of this kind of trend towards kind of Kirby-esque swallowing grills at the front of these cars. Okay, I, I want to hear it, this. Well, if you look at some of the original kidney grills, they are tiny. You know, they are about the size of your fist kind of size. Yeah. Um, E30s, all of those kind of cars, that era, they had tiny kidney grills. Now, that became so iconic. Like, even when the... Um, oh, uh, this is where my lack of BMW knowledge is going to come in, and I'm going to be... I'm going to be destroyed. Shit, we're, we're not talking about Porsche. Yeah. <laughs> all the JDM cars today. It's all yeah, about well, BMW. So no, try your well, best. Exactly. So, um, the E92, mm. right? So that era of M3, those ones, 
they had quite big kidney grills versus the earlier models. Yes. And the thing is that over time, everyone's kind of gone, oh, these are too big, these are too big. But actually, they've, you know, we've gotten used to it because the styling of the car has evolved and everything's kind of gotten bigger. And so, yeah, we get used to it. The problem is that this has now reached a different level, right? I remember when the X7 came out, everyone was like, those are huge. But actually, if you made them any smaller, the proportions of the car wouldn't work. Hmm. But the, the thing that I found, and as soon as I saw it, I was like, well, this, this cannot be unseen, um, <laughs> is if you, if you go and take a look at the car and you see one of those kind of front three-quarter angles and you see over the back haunch, as it were, mm. they've got that, um, and I'm going to forget the name of it as well, um, the kink in the window where it doesn't just have like a sharp edge. It has a little bump. Yeah. Uh, I think it's called the Hofstadter kink. Oh, Hofmeister kink. There we go. That, yes. that, that's all news to me. But if you see this photograph, if you're looking at the same one I am, front three quarter, you'll see the front wheel looks bigger than the rear wheel. <laughs> and it cannot be unseen. Oh, man. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. And I hate to make a podcast a visual medium. <laughs> but... <laughs> If you buy a computer or have your phone, just type in 2021 BMW 4 Series. Oh. You'll see, I think it's the second or third shot, there's a press shot, and you'll see there's just so much metal between where that window kink is and where the bottom wheel is that it just makes it look like the tiniest thing in the world. Oh, man. it's Because, uh, I mean, I'm quite objective because I, I haven't seen one in the flesh yet. So I'm gonna... I haven't seen one either. I yeah, think, you know, we've all kind of... We're all basing this off of photographs. Of images we see I online. remember when, what was it, the one of the McLarens, probably the Senna. Oh, the Senna or the 720. But yes. like, obviously that really kind of got people a bit. And I actually, 720S is a perfect example. Yeah. I remember when I first saw that, I went, that's an ugly car. Um, especially because of the headlights. But I loved it. This is the thing, right? Well, as I... soon as I saw it in person, I was like, mm, all right, I can get on board with that. And also because then you learn about how that adds to the function, right? And I think the problem is that BMW has over-stylized the front a little too bit, uh, a little too much. Mm. And the thing is, maybe on the M4 version of it, all of that will be used as intake. Huh. But the problem is, is that you can guarantee that on the base model of those, the grill's going to be that big and half of it's going to be plastic. And that's what irritates me. This is exactly the same conclusion that I came to because I, I was literally going to do a live stream on YouTube about the... You're <laughs> just going to be series. angry and berate. <laughs> <laughs> For real, right? I had a look. Cause I, was, I was analyzing the grill, trying to figure out, are they actually using the whole grill for, for cooling? And it turns out almost 80% of the grill is completely sealed off. There's yeah. no, it, it adds no extra yeah. cooling to the car. Well, they put a license plate over the front of it. Oh man, that makes it even worse. It's like the last. Well, this is the thing. That's when you know it's gotten too big. It is like, it's crazy. I mean, there's another argument why BMW kind of went down this route in terms of designing the BMWs that way. So apparently in China, where they sell a lot of their cars, Mm -hmm. uh, people in China actually prefer cars with big grills. So Audis sell very well in China, but also Rolls Royces as well. So BMW basically has seen this and decided that to, in order for them to sell more of the cars in China, 
they are gonna go down with a whole big massive kidney thing i mean you know mm. big is good but big is not good all the time this is one of yeah. those times when you should not go with big i mean it's, it's from yeah. a visual aesthetic point of view because for me visuals are very important right and I, from what i've I think, seen i think the thing is if you look at this four series yeah you i think part of the reason why we're all so offended by it visually um is is that bmw has had some beautiful designs in the past. recently yeah yeah and like even the like the eight series coupe when it came out yeah like that you know they kind of they got all the proportions correct it's a beautiful looking car right and like the grill isn't huge and you know but it's still functional and like it, it looks good the thing is that like while we've all been looking at this car because of its offense to the world that is its front grille except if it's in china of china they oh, like it there. Uh, fine but you have to just take a quick look at like um any of the modern lexus cars any of the modern audis you know modern toyotas as well like just look at some of those grills. The Lexus, for example, if you look at some of them, the grill is about half half a meter high. <laughs> On some of the SUVs, are absolutely incredible. But the thing is that, like, I guess we've just not paid attention to them, or like they've been trying to get everyone's attention, and it's clearly just not worked, which is even more embarrassing. But the thing I'll say though, in, in terms of Audi, Audi has always had kind of like biggish kind of grills. I think. Their car is designed around a grill. So usually you start with the front of the car or at least the main, like, a, you know, the identity of the car and you design a car around mm. it. So I feel like Audi kind of, the grills, are, I kind of like the grills on that. Rolls-Royce, I like the grills. Bentley, I like the grills. Lexus, the LS range, I like the grills on that because I think the, the, the design fits. But I don't know, man. Right, okay, I get what you mean. Yeah. I think, like, yeah, because they do, although some of the Lexus cars look a bit offensive yeah the, the suvs i definitely see what you mean because uh, it's quite angular the size, and their grill is the kind of size <laughs> just but there's the problem is, is that if you get hit by that car half Ooh, of you is worried ouch. it's just gonna suck you up like a dyson you just inhale you man you don't get hit yeah. by that car you just get inhaled that's kind of what yeah, it yeah is. you just fly right <laughs> through and end up out the exhaust <laughs> oh is it uh, okay I'm but gonna... i think that's i think that's what it is i think it's that we've we've been so used to bmws looking a certain way yeah and now we've gotten very used to kidney grills going outwards and recently they've gone up they've grown yeah. top to bottom like they haven't gotten that much wider but it's they've grown top to bottom whereas previous bmws actually went from being very tall to then being small to then being small but wide oh. and now we're but you know what's interesting though with a new bmw 4 series they're actually wider and taller than the previous models oh yeah just, you see it's like helped. uh that's, that's, that's another thing it's, you know it's like... I'm, not, I'm not even gonna try and defend this thing. <laughs> i as soon as it becomes too big for you to put a license plate on it i, I you've I, it just the thing is, it looks bad without a license plate. But when you put a license plate on it, it looks even worse. But I think that's part of the issue is that like, it looks. And I, you know, I don't want to try and be overly negative. I want to try and be constructive. 
it looks like the license plate was an afterthought. And I you know think what? In this day and age, it's unforgivable for car designers to design a car without thinking about where a license plate goes. There is a rumor going around, right? The designer, uh, a guy called Domagol Dukec or Dukek, uh, said in yeah. Germany, you don't have to put a license plate in front of your car. That's but fine. What, what he failed to understand is that we don't all live in Germany. Uh, in the UK <laughs> yeah. and in most parts of the world, uh, you got to display a license plate in front and also behind your car as well. So that is a problem. He only thought about Germany. That's that's exactly it. Yeah. See, and that is, is where the whole thing went wrong. Had he thought no one about the UK to design as well. it like that because they want it to look attractive. <laughs> well, the problem uh, is, is then fine if the design, if you're doing the design without a license plate launch the car without a license plate when you launch a car with a license plate you have to make it look like it belongs Ooh, yeah uh, I, and i think that's uh, you know and i trust me i love to see a nice concept car as much as the rest of them um but i do think there is a naivety that comes into designing a car without looking at the regulations. This is what I was gonna say next, because I looked at the concept drawings and sketches of the new four series, and the concept looked amazing with a giant grill because the cars were designed around that damn giant grill and everything looks nice. For mm. some reason, they went from that beautiful looking like concept to giving us this, some will say not so beautiful looking car, look, to some other eyes, uh, it might look beautiful. Obviously, to the designer, it's probably really, really beautiful and it's, it's very precious about it. But the concepts that I've seen are, are amazing. They should have given us a bit more of that. But I guess yeah. concepts are not made with regulations in mind, which kind of like is complete brain mess up because they should be, like what you said, in accordance with what the final car should be looking like, I think. Because concepts are pointless to me if they don't have anything in common with the actual car when it comes out. Because yeah. what's the point? Exactly. Do I, I sound angry? No, 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 no. I think, I think you're expressing everyone else's frustration. Oh yes. Um, although the four series to me has always been a bit of an odd car. Ouch! That, that that's that's like that that sounds a bit that's below the belt, man. No, I just. <laughs> I mean, at the moment, BMW seems very like. They're suffering, or McLaren's suffering from what BMW suffers from, which is we're going to make as many models as possible to fill as many niches as possible. But do you also think... And the problem think... is, at the moment, BMW makes something like 12 variations of SUV. Oof. Or something outrageous to that extent. But, like, they make more SUV models than Land Rover do. And that should be, that's when you know you've got a problem. That's very ironic. Right? When you make more than a company whose sole business is to make those, then you've got an issue. Ouch. Um, but they've got, you know, they've got the 1 Series, they've got the 2 Series, they've got the 2 Series Grand Tour, they've got the 3 Series, they've got the 3 Series uh, GT. They've got, you know, like, it just goes on and on and on and on. Yeah. It's, um... But, like, there used to be a period where you would get the 3 Series Coupe or the 3 Series 4-door. Yeah. Now you get the 3 Series... Or you get the 4 Series, and the 4 Series has less doors. Really, me that one. Come <laughs> on, go I, on. I feel explain like... it, explain it. <laughs> Again, 1 Series has 5 doors, for the most part. Most of them do, anyway. That's uh, nice. The 2 Series has 2 doors. 
Jeez. Three series, five, uh, four doors with a trunk. And then you got the four series, it's two doors. <laughs> like, it's just, I, I don't understand. I, I think they're going through an identity crisis. I think that's what BMW is suffering from. They, um, it, it just seems like over the past 10 years that when you look at the design and evolution, it just seems like they have lost the identity of who they really are. Because when you look at the, the old BMWs, right? It's like, you look at, say, the BMW, the 507 and the 503. Those are cool-looking mm. BMWs, man. It's like, you know, yep. the organic, beautiful, kind of curvy kind of shapes going on there. Then you have the, the M1. That That is a beautiful car. Just... Again, very Lamborghini-ish because of the yep. angles and all that stuff it's yep. got on it. Mm -hmm. Th those are really, really nice cars. I mean, how do you go from that to what we have now? It's like, it just blows my mind. The E92 M3, that's quite nice as well. I mean, like, just Z3 is nice or Z3, whatever. It's like, oh, Z4 Yeah, but that's, that came from a different era as well, right? Yeah, like, I guess. I My favorite BMW, hands down, is the E39 M5. Ooh. It's an absolute brick on wheels, but that is, is, is that the I've really boxy one, a, boxy looking one? Yeah, the massive kind of boxy saloon car. <laughs> yeah, I've always had an absolute adoration for those things. And Why I will is this? own one one day. Why is that? Um, I well, I fell in love with it when I was watching um, the BMW films with Clive Owen. Oh, no way. You know, the what? one with Madonna. I bought the DVDs of those. Can you believe Mate, that? So did I. So did I. <laughs> oh, yeah. I still I mean, have them as well. I think I pirated the first one or two. Oh, uh, no, wait. Those were cool. Oh, come on. Those are, you know what? Mate, those are awesome. Those, those are, are freaking that, epic. In I my head, that era of BMW was just the pinnacle. Wow. That is so funny you've mentioned that. That's hilarious. But like, that's why the E39 is stuck in my head. And I will own one is because of that ad. And it is an ad. I know wow. the ad agency that made it. Was it TWA? Which which? No, it was. Um, uh, now I've forgotten it. Of course I have. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, they were bought by Saatchi's at one point. Oh, is it uh, something Day? Was that? Um, oh, Chiat no. and Day or something? No, no. Um, BMW Films ad agency. Excuse me while I do a quick Google. <laughs> quick, quick bit of research. Fallon. That's the one. Fallon. Fallon. Oh, okay. I never Fallon Minneapolis. Wow. So the decision, I remember, the decision was made back then. You've got like 10 to 12 million to spend on an ad campaign. Yeah. And they said, well, why don't we just spend 10 to 12 million on making videos? And then if they're good enough, people will share them. Wow. And this Which before the internet was like move. a massive thing, right? I exactly. Remember. Oh, my exactly. gosh. So the only way for people to get them was to call up to BMW and be like, can I get the film? <laughs> Oh, I remember, like, I couldn't wait because they released the videos in stages. So I couldn't, like, he watched the first one. Yeah, yeah. And he couldn't wait to watch the next one because the yeah. whole thing was so well produced and well made as well. Yeah. Well, and he forgot it was, it was about cars. Directors and proper stories. Oh, man. That, see, I, I've, yeah, wanted, man. I've had a thing for, like, car commercials, like, like the Audi R8, the original, the commercial, I remember. Oh, yeah. I mean, that is basically just. <laughs> Iconic. I use that one in my advertising career as a constant example of, like, how do you do a manifesto ad without having to overtly tell everyone what you stand for as a brand? Yeah. That's the perfect ad. It's oh. 30 seconds of just an R8 going through the gears. On a dyno. On a dyno and then decelerating 
And that's it. That's all you need to say. Oh, and to man. every car guy, that car is immediately sold. No, it's, that, that was literally porn. That's it. Like, that's it. You just, that's, there's literally nothing else. And the best part about it is the story behind that is that originally the, um, the guy who, the director of the ad, yeah. had gone in to do like a full-on kind of lifestyle piece of, you know, when this man gets up, gets in his suit and kind of does his work day and then goes down and gets in the R8 and is unleashed into freedom. Wow. All of that kind of, kind of you know, nonsense that you get nowadays in all the ads. But then he kind of just went, well, who are you talking to? Like, well, this is to kind of sell Audi as a supercar brand to, um, to enthusiasts, right? To yeah. convince people who are about to buy a Ferrari, Lamborghini, etc., that this is this is playing in that same ballpark. And the guy was like, "Well, then just highlight that. Don't don't try and make it fit into one lifestyle or another, and just kind of make it blend in with the rest. Just, yeah. Rather than tell people, just show them. Wow. And that was it. Like that that was the concept behind just putting the car on a rolling road and just have it go through the gears. It, uh, I'm telling you, man, like, uh, generally I don't watch adverts, but when that came on, I was like, I'm watching this. And but I this used to is, turn the TV the like, all the way up, yeah. put a surround sound on, and just just yeah. listen to that. It, oh, man. It was, I, I had like, literally exactly. goosebumps when I was listening to that. That's how amazing the, that advert was. So, yeah, so it was those BMW films that got me into the, the E39 M5, and I've just always adored that thing. Damn, okay. See, there's a story there. Absolutely. See, you and your stories, man. <laughs> there is a story one with best. everything. One does one's best. See, like, for me, I, I've always liked the Z4M. Oh, those are lovely. Yeah, yeah, those things are absolutely... I just love that. Uh, they're very... That American muscle car kind of thing. And that mm. long nose, and you literally sit they, on an axle. Just like, I love I mean. the profile of that car. Like, those cars, they looked beautiful. But they didn't do it in a over-the-top way right the e39 no one would look at that and go that is an over stylized car like it had a massive v8 in it it sounded brilliant but it didn't look flash yeah right like we've now come into an era where if you have a flash car or fast car or whatever it is it needs to look like it's fast yeah it doesn't though does it Ah, oh, that's what it looks like. I've just seen a yeah. of the ether. See, just this adore one, the boxiness. Yeah, adore the proportions the boxiness. are good. It works. The, the lights and the kidneys, mm -hmm. everything looks good. Mm -hmm. But I think it goes the same for the, the Z4M is that it is a sports car. Like, don't get me wrong. It looks, still looks like a sports car, but it's not shouting at you. Yeah, it is. And I think Ooh. that's the problem is that BMW now looks like it's driving around trying to get attention from people saying, Ooh, look, I drive a BMW. And I think that's, that's the problem with this latest generation is it's really kind of going like, look, I have kidney grills. Oh, oh I have kidneys. Look, I drive a fully fledged freaking kidney. That's literally yeah, yeah, Genuinely, yeah. I drive a kidney grill with wheels attached. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I don't know. So people say... I asked a lot of people about this car. I mean, on social media, it went crazy. People just like, I hate this, I hate this, I hate this. <laughs> I'm sure BMW must be seeing but this. People say media. that about every. People say that about every car. Oh, uh, pretty much. But it was there was a lot of hate. I mean, do you remember when the latest Aston, uh, the V8 Ooh. Vantage, was launched and yeah. the grill? Yeah. I mean, it still looks to me a bit like it's got a grill that came from one of those fish that just like sucks 
sand on oh the bottom of the gosh. ocean. Like uh, the, the, the sharks. <laughs> but I've gotten used to it now. I love it though. And in the, the right in the right spec, it looks it looks amazing. I love I that just, car. So I'm not I'm not convinced with the Ford series, but I am willing to have my mind changed. Same with the 720s. Senna will, will kind of leave to the side. Oh no. Uh, <laughs> no, I think no. The Senna is a is beautiful in its functionality. I think it's, it's more but beautiful when it's fast. I think that's why I love the E39. Is it's it's functional. It is a functional car, and that's what I appreciate about it. Oh, I think the Senna. The thing I appreciate about that is that it's it is a very functional car. I just think it's it's caught in between. It's not quite a full track car because it's still a road car. Yeah. And it's not quite a road car because it's been designed for the track. So you've ended up in a weird kind of gray area. And then they came out with the Senna GTR and you're like, well, you've now made a even more track focused thing of the thing that you said was the most track focused. <laughs> Let's These finish off with this whole BMW thing. <laughs> oh man. So obviously we had a four series uh, in Oct which actually comes out in October. And then mm -hmm. we've recently seen uh, spy shots of the new uh, M4. Which obviously is very, very closely uh, based on the on the four series, and uh, I'm very, very sad to say the story hasn't improved very much in terms of uh, looks. If you're expecting your M4 to look like I don't know previous M4s, uh, you'd be very, very sadly surprised because uh, the big grill kidneys are back, mm. <laughs> and it just looks a little bit. I think I can kind of get away with it. I, I can kind of forgive it on the four series, but on the M4, it just ah. Uh... I would almost forgive it more on the M4 yeah. if it was functional air intake. But right, you can because you kind of go, okay, well actually, it's trying to suck that much air through it. It's like it's the reason, obviously, entirely different cars. Yeah. But the reason why the Chiron has as many fans in the front is it's trying to pull so much air through the car to cool it down as it can. Yeah. Well, just the engine needs to breathe so much. Yeah. But. That's where they lose me with the massive grills, is that it doesn't necessarily seem like they've been put there to Just suck up as much air as possible. Um, now, I, I don't know, I've never, the M cars are never that far away from the road cars, so I have no reason to suspect that it would be anything but a slight body kit. Exactly like a, that. maybe a front splitter, some side skirts, and then that kind of thing. But I don't see it, you know. The beauty of M cars is that they have never been too far removed from their kind of more everyday cousins. I think in this case, anyone who's hoping that they'll have a completely different front end, I think you're going to be left wanting. We're very sadly mistaken. But look, we've talked about the, the looks of the BMW. Let's talk about the good things about the new 4 Series, okay? So... um this is what BMW said, right? The new 4 Series is a class-leading... What, what class are they in? Yeah, this is, this is what I was thinking. Like, when you say class-leading, like, <laughs> what are you exactly talking about? See, Let's this is always the marketing terms. Before, around, like, how many kind of mid-to-large-sized two-door coupes are there on the market? It's also, apparently, a mild hybrid. So, whatever that means. Um, so, mild hybrid. Yeah. You're welcome here. Um... Mild hybrid basically means it's got a battery in it, but it's it basically will help the car launch from a stop 
Ah, okay, so that's stuff. And we'll also um, keep momentum up between gear changes. Ah, so it's, it's more seamless gear shifting, basically. It's seamless gear shifting, and it's to help the car start up without having to like get off the line quicker, um, all of that kind of stuff. Ah, okay. All so right. it's not a full hybrid. You won't be able to drive in. It's like the... And I'm about to make a ridiculous comparison again, so people please do not shoot me. The LaFerrari, in a sense, is you cannot drive or you shouldn't be able to drive around in pure electric mode. The electric engine is there purely to help support the, the, the combustion internal combustion engine. engine. Yeah. I think and when the, the same car goes for this, is it just helps it launch off from the start line um, faster than a combustion engine could. Other cool things about the new 4 Series is the fact that uh, now all 4 Series come with an M Sport pack, at least here in the UK. But uh, they've added another uh, category to the M Sport. They've added the okay. M Sport Pro. So uh, the difference is that with the M Sport Pro, you get larger wheels, larger brakes, and uh, a high gloss finish and trim. Um, um, can, I, can I play devil's advocate? Yeah. <laughs> If every 4 Series comes with an M Sport pack, yeah. then what's the point in having an M Sport pack? See, this is the thing. That's, that's why they, they made a new one. So they, they, you get an M but Sport like, pack. Hold on, but then just, then, then just make the normal 4 Series and then make the... Stop pandering to people who... Uh, it's going to sound awful. If you can't afford the M4, <laughs> doesn't mean that you, like everything else has to be branded with M. Do you know what it is? I just feel like there's currently a pandemic of adding pro to everything. So they've taken the M Sport yeah. and just added a pro at the end of it to make it sound like it's, it's well, way better it's than the regular M. pandemic M of everyone's taking their performance editions and making it more ST line Ford <laughs> Fiestas, uh, AMG line A series. And it's like, it's a two liter diesel, but sure, AMG line. Yeah, it's, uh, it's crazy. So you get a bit more power that as well. That makes me sound like a horrendous snob, but I just feel like these brands do nothing to help keep the um, the exclusivity or the kind of the well the brand that they have, the kind of what makes an M car so special. If you just dilute it over and over and over again, you know how are you helping things? I think the thing we have to also look at is. Um, because we are car people, so we kind of see all these differences and all these things. But most people, like uh, who buy these cars, probably don't even think about that. Yeah. Like sure. uh, for them, it's like uh, adding a pro is like, oh my god, it must automatically be a lot better. But we know a bit more about cars than the average person, so we obviously see through all that stuff. Yeah. So yeah, this is too many, too many cars, like you're saying. But you get a bit more power, 369 horsepower uh, in the M44. M440i. That's a range Do you want to know what's? Do you know what's fun about that? Yeah, what's? It's, uh, that's the same power that's in my A45. <laughs> so if you want, if you want a, if you're not necessarily after size, then just just get yourself an A45. For uh, no, if you want a better-looking car, get an M45. It's, it's just, if you don't A45 want giant kidneys. For, well, you can get a used one for like 20 grand. Yeah, exactly. Do that. It looks better. You got the same amount of power. I mean, it it sounds you better. Stage, you can stage one, tune it to 410. Exactly. And another big reason is because uh, these new cars now are a lot quieter than they used to be thanks to the new EU regulations. Yeah. 
So cars are getting quieter and quieter. Even though you get all this like horsepower, the car is whisper quiet. So yeah, just save your money, get an A45, tune it up, and that uh, it will sound better, it will look better, and you have smaller kidneys. There you yeah. go. See? Exactly. Yeah. Sorry, BMW. You know, I, I still love Consumer you, but advice. and just get rid of those kidneys. <laughs> make them functional if you're gonna make something like that. Oh man, that you know, is if how. If I'm seeing kidneys, if I'm seeing kidneys like that, I want it to be an eight-liter V8 engine just sucking the life out of the air in front. I, I want to see that on a spaceship. That's what I want. I don't want to see that on any car. To be honest with you, I don't care how big the car is. That kidney is too freaking big. Like yeah. on any size car, on a tank, that would look too big. On yeah, on a, on, just, on a ship, on a, that would look too big. That should not be on anything on land. In space, yes. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah, no, no, no. You, you're not wrong. You are yeah. not wrong. You know, if, if it runs on anti-gravity or dark matter, then that makes perfect sense because you need to hoover that stuff in. Black holes, that makes sense. Not on a frigging car. Yeah. Yeah. See, there you go. I think we're, we're going to end this uh, it's heated podcast right <laughs> there. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Until the next time, Charlie, uh, thank you very much for co-hosting this uh, podcast with me. Um, but before you go, I know we said it earlier, but your socials are um if you do message me please my opinions are my own they're not that of my employer <laughs> um so i'm on instagram at charliebphotography um my work can be seen on my website uh www.charliebphotography um and that's those are really the two main channels so if you want to talk to me about why you think Big kidney grills are the future. Um, don't use either of those. Okay. So a bit of a correction there. Uh, Charlie does have other social media portals as well. He's actually on oh, YouTube no. as oh, well. No. <laughs> <laughs> He's also on Twitch. Okay. So go Twitch at him on Twitch. And also, yeah, go YouTube on YouTube as well. I think that's about Perfect. it. Perfect. Yeah, yeah, exactly. As for me, you can find me on Rockers TV on YouTube or YouTube. You can also find me on Instagram. You can find me at my website, rockerstv.com. There's also rockerswear.com where you can get some pretty sexy automotive um, streetwear, like T-shirts, hoodies, caps, and that kind of stuff. And, uh, of course, you can find me here because you listen to it right now. And uh, I think you can also find me on Twitch as well. Again, Rockers TV. I'm everywhere. Uh, and also on TikTok. <laughs> but that's a whole different kind of story. Oh, God. So, oh man, I literally, um, you, you got to be everywhere these days, don't you? And um, I am, I am literally two places. <laughs> no, two point two places. All right. Yeah, okay, fine. But uh, man, until next time, uh, see you on the next episode of uh, Car Radio. Thank you very much for listening, and I catch you guys next time. Peace out. Peace out.